This is our individual episode with Noam Weissman. The executive vice president of Open Door Media and the host of Unpacking Israeli History, the number one Jewish podcast in the world. Hope, Hope you enjoy. enjoy. We gave a little bit of introduction in terms of numbers about what the channel means and, and how the channel and Unpacked plays a role in Israel advocacy, but to you specifically, what does Unpacked mean? Well, to me specifically, I Unpacked is, I would say in some ways, very countercultural because you use the term advocacy, but that's not what we're trying to do. We're actually trying to be an educational organization, which is different than advocacy. Advocacy says, I have the truth about everything. And you see this right now on TikTok. You see this right now on YouTube. You see this right now on so many platforms where people claim to be educators, but what they're really doing is there to tell you what the truth is and make sure that I have the truth and that my job is to bring you to the truth. Human beings are much more complicated than that. Human beings are much, much more complex than that. And the truth is much more complicated than that. And the truth is much more complex than that. You have to look at the history. You have to look at the context. You have to look at many different sides of an issue. And when you do that, then you're able to really understand what's going on. And so what Unpacked is trying to do is it's trying to say, yes, there are some things in the world that are first principles. Absolutely. One of those first, first principles is that Judaism has contributed a lot to the world. We believe that. We believe very fundamentally that Zionism is a good thing. It is, a, it is absolutely a good for the world, and it is good for the Jewish people. We believe that. We can unpack that a bit more. But from those sort of fundamentals, we say, well, what does that mean? What does it mean to be Zionist? What does it mean to be Jewish? What does it mean to understand the Israeli-Palestinian conflict? And what we really care about is the subject. The subject is not Israeli-Palestinian conflict, Stephen. That's not what it is. The subject is the person learning. That's the subject. And when you view it differently through that prism, that the subject is the person learning, not the actual content of the subject, then you're able to tailor-make your content in a way that's going to really... I think excite people and animate them and get them thinking and not treat them like autonom like not treat them like automatons, but treat them like human beings who want to understand more, who want to explore more. Um, and uh, so that's why I think what Unpacked is doing is really, really important. And by the way, not just direct to consumer. Yes, big YouTube channel. We have two other YouTube channels that we've launched today, Unpacked and Big Jewish Ideas as well. And we have multiple different podcasts, TikTok and Instagram. But we also work with thousands of educational institutions that we want to make sure that educators at private schools, at public schools, at Jewish schools, at youth groups, at trip, trip providers, that they have the curriculum and lesson plans that they need in order to make sure that what people are getting is not simply here's what to think about things, but here are the tools for how to think about things. Right, right. And when you talk about this like difference in conflict, so when we refer to conflict, we talked about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. But when you talk about conflict, you talk about the conflict with the student. Does that mean the conflict within the student as is, as the student learning, like the, what is the conflict that the student has in learning? Is it is it between themselves and how is it between themselves? Well, I don't know, Stephen. Like, what what do you see as the conflict when 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 you're when you're studying? What what are the conflicts? Like I would say, I would say like more the conflict of learning, like controversial information would be the conflict between 
something making sense to you, but being contrary to traditional or familial beliefs. So for example, um, something that like we had to, as Jews to bear in mind is even though we were most undoubtedly, usually I know Judaism doesn't equal Zionism. I mean, we're actually going to explore that later on, but even though I am, for example, pro-Israel, when I see treatment of Palestinians or, or like when we talk about that, and that's a, an issue of um, discussion that's talked about in the unpacked videos, you also need to heed those points. And I guess like that could be a conflict within yourself as you're learning, because you need to both like stay true to your principles, but also acknowledge um, measurements and statistics and facts that are contrary to those, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that that's a, that's a really important thing to do. So we have our internal conflicts of how we deal with challenges, whether or not that we, we have, like you said, we're supposed to think certain things, right? Um, and then there's the conflict of, you know, like you said, the parents, it could be, it could be teachers, it could be um, not just parents and teachers, it could be the broader zeitgeist. If you, if one of the things that I wanted to be talking about is, have you both seen the Harris polls? No, no I don't. Right, so the, let me read to you a few Harris yeah. polls. Okay, there's something called the Harris poll, and it's about your generation. So, so you ready for this? About I mean, it's eighteen to twenty-four year olds. I don't know if you're eighteen or yet, but like eighteen to twenty-four year olds, and it's about sixty-five plus. L listen to these statistics, okay, gents? Listen to this question that was just asked. And the support, who do you support more in the Israel versus Hamas fight? Americans, okay? If you're over 65 years old, 96% say Israel. Makes sense. And if you're 18 to 24 years old, it's 50-50. 50% of 18 to 24-year-olds support Hamas. And only 4% of if you're over 65 years old. Why do you think that's the case? Lack of education, lack of like historical understanding, I would say, just because like over 65 were, were alive at Israel's founding and understand the significance behind it. I think it's a lot easier for people to hear one side of an issue, especially the uh, very popular uh, underdog story of Hamas, and really latch onto that as you know a story of good versus evil. Uh, with Hamas being good. But uh, it takes a lot more interest, it takes a lot more desire to actually delve into the conflict and understand the history behind it. And I think that lack of desire is the reason, personally. So so that that, that so I want to get to that, Oz. You think people are, are you think 18 to 24 year olds are, your generation let's call it, are just lazy with their information gathering? Is that what's going on here? I don't think lazy so much as, especially with the rise, because we're what we're the first generation that really has had easy access to places like the internet and social media. I think it's not so much that we're lazy, but more so it's become so easy to trap ourselves in an information bubble that um, we some some people just choose to stay in there, and it's not so much laziness as much as it is. Uh, a desire to stay within what's comfortable, and a desire that uh, if you're hearing if you're hearing the same opinion peddled over and over, you tend to stay within that opinion, and it takes I think a strong will to really decide to break out of that. So let me I have an, I have another stat to throw at you boys. You ready for this one, Randy? Yeah. All right, here we go. 
I have one more after this. Number one. Here's the, uh, this is the second stat, sorry. If you're over 65 years old, the question was asked, are Jews, should Jews be viewed as oppressors or false, or is this concept of oppressor versus oppressed a false ideology? If you're over 65 years old, only 9% said that Jews are oppressors. If you're between 18 to 24 years old in the United States of America, what percentage of Jews fall into the category of oppressors, according to this poll, according to 18 to 24 year olds? 67%. Wow. So two and three believe that Jews are oppressors? Two out of three. That's crazy. That's. So how do, what do you do with that? Meaning, like, you're talking about the conflict that you're getting from your parents and, and your teachers. What I'm wondering about is something else. I'm wondering about what do you do about the conflict in which the zeitgeist, the milieu in which you're living in, is one in which Jewish people are viewed in a certain way. I guess, like, that's why you have to turn to education, because that's something that is significantly, that's, that's something that impacts the youth. Um, and if that's 18 to 24, I, I guess it hadn't pulled anyone beforehand for legal reasons, but it'd be interesting to see what they, what 14 to 18 year olds would think, especially because those are the people on social media. Those are the people most impacted by TikTok and films like that. That would, that would be interesting to me. Yeah. Well, 18 to 24 year olds are right there also with TikTok right there. Yeah. So, I mean, and I'll give you one last one, one last one. The one of the questions that was posed was as uh, let me read it to you correctly. Do you think that the long term answer to the Israel Palestinian dispute is for Arab states to absorb the Palestinians for there to be two states, Israel and Palestine, or for Israel to be ended and given to Hamas and the Palestinians? Ready for this one? If you're over 65 years old, 4% said only 4% said for Israel to be ended and given to Hamas and Palestinians. For Israel to be ended, only 4%, meaning 96% of Americans are like, yeah, all good. Of If you're over 65 years old, sorry. If you're between 18 to 24 years old, 51% said the solution should be for Israel to be ended and given to Hamas and the Palestinians. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Of course it's crazy. And so that's why I think many people have difficulty having a nuanced conversation about these things, especially if you're Jewish, especially if your identity is so connected to Israel. How could it not be connected to Israel? Every single thing that we do, whether it's in your tefillah classes, your prayer classes in your school, or it's in your Torah classes in which you're studying, it's all connected to Israel. It's all connected to the land of Israel, to the places in Israel. It's all connected. It's all connected to your Jewish brothers and sisters and cousins who are living in Israel. Almost, I don't know what it is, between 40 to 45% of world Jewry lives in Israel. So, of course, it's really hard for people to be able to have this dispassionate understanding of Israeli history and the Israeli story when these are the statistics that exist in the world. It's hard. Right, right. And that, that, what do you think that means for universities and colleges worldwide with those percentages impacting university students the most? 
Well, it's it's the trend is going this way, Stephen. Meaning, if you look at the statistics, it's always the I could pull it up again. It's sixty five. It's it's every single one is like this. So sixty five plus. There's broadly speaking more support for Israel than it gets fifty five to sixty four is the next one. Then forty five um, to to fifty five and thirty five to forty four and then twenty five to thirty four and then eight to twenty four. It's it's just going the other direction. I don't think the issue is universities and colleges. I think the issue is high schools and middle schools. Because that's where the education is most vulnerable? Or I think it's where the education could happen. I think it's where it could happen the most. When you're 18 years old, you, you suffer from the Dunning-Kruger effect the most. The Dunning-Kruger effect, you got to check this one out. It's unbelievably important. It's when people have a very small amount of competence on an issue very often they have an incredible amount of confidence on that very same issue. And the people who suffer the most from the Dunning-Kruger effect are typically 18, 19-year-olds who go into university and they take like some general world class on world civilization, let's say, um, the history of whatever. They know a little bit about it. And then they become incredibly confident. You hear what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. So like... What the goal is, we got to make sure that we're confident and we're competent, not one or the other. Right, right. That's an interesting statistic. So it, it can even, on the Israeli side, the Dunning-Kruger effect can also take root if if people 18 to 24 are pro-Israel but don't know why or aren't exactly. able to defend their... Yeah, I, I, exactly. Stephen, I, you probably heard me say this before, but I actually strongly uh, encourage people, if they don't know, let me encourage people if they don't know much about the story of Israel and Israeli history and the story of Zionism and Judaism, don't get into fights and activism and advocacy about something. Like even if, even if you feel so strongly, because typically people on the other side of things, you know, they, they spend a lot of time seeking to either assert their own identity or seeking to discredit your identity. And so we have to, Make sure that we know our stuff, that we know our history, that we know that there are different sides of this all. And so I'm a I'm a snob for education, guys. I'm a just I'm a snob for education. I think there are no shortcuts, but there are shortcuts. Shortcuts, as you know, it's the unpacked videos. You have seven to ten minute videos. The unpacking is really history podcast. Forty minutes. You don't have to like. You don't have to read all these books behind me, bro. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to do that. But that. Their videos, right. their podcasts, to make sure that everyone knows the story, and I can't, I can't stress enough also the value of going there, and seeing it, and being in Israel, and going to different parts within Israel and getting this that story. Right, right. Uh, that's uh, and another thing, while we're talking about that, uh, what I noticed we were talking about if you don't have uh, if you don't have any knowledge of Zionism or Israeli history, then don't really get into activism because really you're just making a fool of yourself, if anything. And I feel like it's very similar to other um, events that have happened in the past, like the Iraqi War, the Russia-Ukraine War. Everyone has an opinion on both sides, and then you ask, uh, okay, can you point to can you point to a place on a map and you'll have like 50% of them getting it wrong. So I think that's a big problem in society right now that people always feel entitled to have a voice in a say in something when in reality, yeah. they don't really know much about the issue. Yeah, I think it's really important that we, if 
uh, listen, we're, we're again, we're, we're, we're human beings. We're allowed to feel things, and we should feel things. But when information presents itself that is not in line with what we think we know or what we think is, then that should we should have the humility to be able to change our opinion on things. And my hope is that when people understand the following few facts, number one, maybe this is you'll say is not a fact and you'll be probably correct, but number one, Israel is imperfect. That's I believe a fact. That's an opinion. But I believe I believe that to be a, a truism because I don't think any country in the world is perfect. I think that Israel is a wonderful and flourishing democracy, and I think that there are problems with its expressions of its democracy. Those are things that I think are true. I also think what's equally true is that Hamas is a regime that wants to eradicate the Jewish state and therefore the Jewish people. We've seen what happens when there is no Jewish state. We know what happens when there is no Jewish state. We've seen the 2,000 years of history. And Hamas is an organization that is dedicated to the death of the Jewish people. That's reality. And my hope is that when people understand and they learn the history of Hamas, and they learn the history of how the indoctrination of the youth in the West Bank and in Gaza specifically has led to such unprecedented extremism, People will allow themselves to be humble enough to say, okay, I get it. I get it. Israel's an imperfect democracy. The United States is an imperfect democracy. Many countries are imperfect democracies. You might say United States is a republic. Okay, Mazel Tov. Beautiful. But you get the idea, right? And that's okay. But it has a right to exist. It has the will to exist. And let's learn that history. Let's have that broader education. And I think that if you have that, then, I, I, you know, listen, everyone's entitled to their opinions, but an informed opinion, I think, is the most most important right now.